I guess you're making me say this just because I was right and you weren't right. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm just I'm just gonna tell the story. We were talking about this during the awards. We were texting, and Nathan had the audacity to say that we both took an L on this one because he thought they said Mike Malone. Catch these <laughs> hands, bro. No, I'm getting dubs. And we dribble it, yeah, yeah. And we dribble it, yeah, yeah. And we dribble it, yeah. We put some shots up and we dribble it. For Ball We Know, episode 58, it's Nate. It's A-Hop. And we're recording on Wednesday. Ooh, curveball. June 26th. Yeah, at Nate. Switching yeah. it up. Well, next week will be a Wednesday, too. At America. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag 1776. Is America worth celebrating? I will leave you with that. Let's get into the... Let's get we into it. We don't get political here. There's nothing political about that statement. You could, you could you know, make it one. Well, that's your... That is uh, your... What's the word I want? Prerogative? Yeah, thank say? you. I kept thinking provocative, and I was like, that's not the right word. <laughs> you started. You're pro- Wait, well, what? no, because I was about to say provocative, and I was like, that's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, all right. From all we know, one take. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No editing. Um, yeah, you want to jump into this, the kicks of the week? I feel yeah, like sure. This... I like you talking about this better for some reason. Fair enough. Uh, this week... I don't think we really have much to say, um, but we have plenty to show you if you're interested in clicking the link uh, at the NBA Awards. Bleacher Report Kicks <laughs> announced their 2019 NBA Sneaker King, which is a new thing, apparently. And uh, the yeah, winner this year, last year for sure, which was not at all a surprise, uh, was PJ Tucker, who wears just an absolutely gaudy number of sneakers uh he'll be wearing two three four different pairs in a game uh at his locker at every game there's like 30 pairs and i don't really know why but there are um so if you want to click the link and we'll post a little bit about it on um instagram but there's only so much i can post because this link has every pair of shoes that he's worn this entire season and you can be scrolling as fast as you can for forever. It it feels like he to do this. And uh, yeah, he he wears a lot of cool pairs. Uh, not a lot of them are custom or anything super out of the norm. But he just has a lot of cool colorways, classic styles of shoes. Um, I mean, he wears the new stuff too. He's rocking a different pair of uh, the Fear of Gods on a couple different weeks. So check it out. I would. I would hate to break in that many pairs of shoes. You kind of wonder about dudes who wear a different pair every week, you know, like I feel like they pay someone every... to break them in for them. <laughs> that's a weird, I, that's a weird concept, but I don't, they must have like really tough feet. If that's not what's happening. Yeah. Cause my feet would get cut up if I was doing that every single week, you know, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, and that's I why think Zion didn't and broke his shoes. RIP, yeah. Um, I think this would be cool going forward uh, with the NBA allowing players to wear whatever kind of kicks they want. I'm looking in the future to see uh, Spencer Dinwiddie maybe win this, Montrez <laughs> Harrell. Um, you know, we got we got a few guys who really stepped up their game this year as far as their kicks. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to say Montrez was probably in second place for this award. Yeah, I'm excited to see what Dinwiddie comes with, though, when he's 
able to play. He's not hobbled up all season, and uh, we can see the his full arsenal with his own style of shooting, you know, with all the customs. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, anyways, moving forward, let's jump right into the general news here. Um, first up, the Knicks. They did Nick things, and they got fined. <laughs> so Yeah, I don't really understand what's going on here. The Knicks are known for creating unnecessary off-court drama within their organization. <laughs> Love it. I'm surprised that whole like sexual harassment scandal that the Mavericks had wasn't at the Knicks uh, organization. <laughs> Yikes. But here we are. Um, they got fined 50K, which when, in, ter- in terms of like finding a franchise, it's like nothing. Like yeah. you talk about players, that's nothing. Like a whole yeah. franchise, that's literally nothing. Uh, for not allowing the New York Daily News access to post-draft press conference, um, which I didn't even know was like a thing. I didn't know the NBA cared about the media that much. You know, I yeah. thought it was kind of just like that. Whatever team wants to let in whoever or not let in whoever, it's up. It's like their prerogative. But I guess, I guess not. There's that word again. <laughs> I'm glad it came back. Um, yeah, this is so weird to me. Like, what what do you stand to gain from doing this? Obviously, it's probably the owner. Well, we already know that dude has a high temper. I'm reading on CNN the newspaper quote: "The newspaper has long had an adversarial relationship with team owner James Dolan." And, Called it. <laughs> and writer Stephen Bondi was banned from a news conference in December. Also, I don't feel like looking into that, but. Um, like you mentioned about 50 grand sounding like a lot, but not being uh, the Knicks are the most valuable franchise in the NBA. They have been for, I think four years in a row, they're valued at 4 billion and Dolan by himself made like $50 million last year. So that, that 50 K is really going to stop him. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It just doesn't sound like I'd want to, work for Dolan. He sounds like a total douche. If I'm gonna be right. <laughs> sounds like he sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I didn't even have to read the story. I just guessed it was him and I was right. So yeah, good job. That's, that speaks volumes to him. Uh, continuing on the NBA is back making news. Uh, just like the organization itself. They, um, brainstormed, for real, shortening the season, introducing midseason cup and postseason play in tourney. Nothing really new to report, um, other than like the league and owners actually talking about it, other than it kind of being hearsay. Um, and they also said if this were to like happen officially, that it would be under like a pilot program. So probably kind of like a a G league gets it first thing or summer league or something like that. I don't think they'd throw it right in at the, you know, at the beginning, or if they were to do any of these, maybe they'd try like one out for one season and see how it works or something. I guess I still just really don't get it. The, <laughs> the mid season cup, I think is just kind of like a bragging rights just to have something else to hold over a team. But like, I think the midseason cup would be the coolest because some teams get like hurt at the end of the season, you know. And it's just what so they get a consolation prize. Oh, you won the tournament. That doesn't matter. Oh yeah, that's stupid. Uh, What's the point? I I don't know. Just increase views for the NBA. That is that is their reason. That's weak. If it doesn't add value, which I don't believe that it does, it's a lame dude. It depends though. Like if the players played 
as hard as they do in the playoffs during that, I think it would be fun to watch as a fan. Not, not if it has less value than winning a championship. It's going to be secondary. Part of winning just, is surviving the whole season healthy. That's part of it. I just mean like the intensity of the games would be fun to watch rather than like midseason. Everybody's kind of just going through the motions. There might be a tight game here or there, but most are blowouts. You know, it'd be fun to have something where every game's competitive because the best teams are playing each other. Yeah, and what are you doing right there? Heightening chance of injury. And if this means less than an actual championship, which it will, then I don't see that happening. It, it seems inconsequential. I think if anything comes out of this, it'd probably be the shortening of the season, though. That I can, I can see and I can kind of get behind. But Same. these are even by like here. ten games, like seventy-two games, just to limit back-to-backs. Yeah, and I think the fact that they're making a more active effort to limit the amount of travel these guys do is great. Mm-hmm. But it's so just absurd to me when it's oh, it's Thursday, and you know OKC is playing Portland in OKC, and then on Saturday the same two teams play, but now this time it's in Portland. Why? What do we? <laughs> That makes no freaking sense. What do we stand to gain from that? They, they save on, uh, they save the planet by traveling together. <laughs> yeah. <the> plane. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm sure that's how it happens. That'd be kind of funny if that was how it happened. It would be sort of comical, but. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, Andre Iguodala was in the news. He had a lot to say this week, but. Why? Maybe... He was, yeah, just <laughs> talking and talking. The main point that I got out of all of this was Mark Jackson. Uh, Mama, there goes that man. Right. <laughs> uh, yes, that guy, Mark Jackson, saying he was a great coach. And we've often said on the podcast how he made the Warriors and Kerr does nothing. He's just kind of a twig <laughs> that stands there. You said that. You've agreed on some level. On some level, but do not be... You just said he's like a twig that just stands there. I've said nothing <laughs> close to that. I'm just over-exaggerating. Relax. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, he said, quote, we, are, we were huge fans of Mark, the players. He was the ultimate players coach. He was one of my favorite coaches of all time. He was going to put you in the best position to get the most money. End quote. So he likes him because he gets some money. Cool. I mean, I guess. Uh, he also goes on to say, quote, we priced out our real fans, uh, end quote. Or I guess it's, quote, we priced our real fans out, end quote. Um, so he mentioned that when they got more, you know, uh, wins and they started to get better and stuff came in and Clay and everybody, you know, the whole team started to click. They were, st- they were, pricing out their real fans that you know are in their cheap the cheap seats and only successful fans would like be able to pay the higher prices for seats because the bay area is already expensive as everybody knows um and then they just raised this the ticket prices because the team was so good and everybody bandwagons and wants to see the team and so only the rich tech guys could see the games are you hearing bird sounds uh, I hear them outside my window. That's so loud. <laughs> I barely hear it. Um, in any event, though, yeah, I think <laughs> I think that point is is true and just kind of like a sad reality of sports. Is that like 
maybe the people that have been at those games when the team sucked, now they just don't get to go. Right. And I feel like we yeah. like we don't think about that. I it sounds like there's a bird like in my brain. I don't like it. Um <laughs> But I mean I guess that is what it is. Especially with them moving out of Oakland and into San Francisco. Yeah, there's not gonna be anyone under just uh-huh. like a stupid level of money at those games. Yeah, I know. And that's kind of the point. It's like those guys probably aren't the real fans. They're probably like, oh, this looks like a fun event to go do because I'm rich and I can, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. You put a, a thing down here? I mean, yeah. He also, he also just randomly roasted the Knicks, and I, I, like, I don't know why. <laughs> because, because KD told him he's going there, and now he's mad. Maybe, but there was the, all this swirling talk kind of about who's going to land where and they asked about clay and and kd i think and he just said nobody's going to the knicks i'm sorry sorry knicks fans i'm like are you like what what do you why (laughs) i was just kind of confused like you said he had a lot to say it seemed like he was just really going for it yeah and then he tried to say that he was hurt and it's just like dude you're not even like a star player everybody was hurt yeah. Well, didn't somebody like clap back at Iguodala about like, bro, like you're a role player. Like, what, why are you, what do you got all this to say for? And I was like, ooh, yikes. I, I didn't see that, but it, it sounds factual. Somebody he clapped back to, at him. He didn't used to be a role player until he went to the Warriors. <laughs> I he mean, was actually kind of a stud. Even among role players, though, there are definitely levels. And I would no, say I that, like, Andre Iguodala is an upper-tier role player. For sure. If he was on a, any other team, he'd probably be starting. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think what he does for that team is so essential to their success. And you can see how much they struggle without him. And that speaks mm-hmm. to his caliber as a player. I just thought it was funny that whoever it was, I wish I could remember, just kind of came at his neck. They're just like, yeah, bro, you're a role <laughs> player. Get out of here. That's great. Um. Speaking of role players, they often don't get picked up in free agency <laughs> until this the end. This is true. <laughs> um, but on that note, free agency starts June 30th, 3 p.m. Pacific time because screw the East Coast. Why should we dumb down to their stupid time and have <laughs> us adjust? We're going to make everybody else adjust on the East Coast. Good. 3 p.m. Pacific time. Mark your calendars. And follow at football, you know, on Instagram because we'll probably have some kind of countdown clock because we're cute. Uh, yeah, that's why. <laughs> um, further free agency news: the Mavericks are set to offer Chris Stapps Porzingis a max contract. Why did you extension. say it was like a like a Boston accent? <laughs> what were you going contract. for there? <laughs> Shut up! A max contract extension. Uh, Five years, $158 million. Ugh, must be hard to be Chris Stapps. I mean, it probably actually is pretty frustrating being injured. <laughs> True. Uh, hopefully he gets healthy this year and balls out and earns that money. Um, he'll definitely get to, you know, save more of that living in Texas rather than New York. Housing in Texas is super cheap and housing in New York is super expensive. So buy I mean, yourself I- a big old house, Chris Stapps. I don't think he's hurting in either place, but yes. 
I just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> Someone who is hurting is Kemba because he's probably torn between the Hornets and any other team that wants him, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, I don't think he wants to be where he is, so probably not. I don't know. He doesn't talk at all. Or just true. Charlotte's such a small market team, no one talks about them. Probably a little bit of both. Um, so the Celtics yeah. are targeting Kemba. So that just means Kyrie actually gone. He's just ghosting out. Um, yeah. And then Dallas also is continuing to pursue Kemba. So him and which is a, just to reiterate, confusing. Mm, yeah, because they have Doncic. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Unless why you're are... playing Doncic at the two. That's the only thing that makes sense. But even so, I feel like he'll still have the ball most of the time. Yeah, unless you want Kemba to be like an off-ball scorer, I don't think that's I don't think that's him. I feel like Mark Cuban's just like, hey, I have billions of dollars. Let's just throw it at players and see which ones want to come here. And Maybe. There's just this weird trend right now, excuse me, of teams just really saturating positions with similar talent. Boston. You know? Well, they definitely started <laughs> it. And then you look at, it, it sounded like now that if if the Nets get Kyrie, they're going to move D'Lo, but it's like there's that. And then you have this here, and there was uh, the Cavs. This is a little different, but they draft a point guard right after they drafted a point guard. You know, <laughs> like what what is the point? I don't know. It's weird. Uh, I don't – I guess I just Quantity over it. quality, I guess. <laughs> well, They're yeah, like, I hey, mean, if we draft six point guards, maybe one of them will work out. Yeah, I guess it's like they're trying to do both, but like draft someone else, you know, acquire – go after a different player if you already have a position filled. But unless it's like maybe, a two, three, four guy, you know, like you can have multiple of those, but – Maybe Colin Sexton already told them that he doesn't like Cleveland and he's going to leave. <laughs> Maybe. And they're like, okay, we'll just draft another point guard then because we'll just honestly, try again. no one really likes Cleveland except LeBron. <laughs> Debatable. Uh, um, <laughs> speaking of... Uh, no, that doesn't really work. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the Suns extend a qualifying offer to Kelly Oubre Jr., making him a restricted free agent. This makes me happy because I feel like him and Devin Booker are really good together. Like it's a one-two punch, and uh, Kelly got hurt at the end of the season, so didn't really get to see a whole lot of them together. But maybe a full season would be dope with them. Definitely potential for those two. Yeah, to develop together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Durant, Snake himself, declined his player option, but that's as expected because he might move slash wants more money. Um, Marcus Saul decided to stay in Toronto, exercising his two twenty five point six million dollar player option. I would too, Mark. I would too. <laughs> um, I'm gonna jump back real quick. There's a a fun little rumor floating around that um KD sold his home in Malibu. So for what it's worth, how close is Malibu to Oakland? Close enough when you got that much money. I don't know. California is a big but, state, so but I the the rumor also goes on to say that he bought a home in New York. Hmm. Who knows? So sort of, sort of like Kyrie buying one in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, hey, in New York, you can drive to Brooklyn pretty easily, so it could be either of those teams. 
Touche. But as Jalen, or was it Stephen A. Smith? It was either Stephen A. Smith or Jalen Rose said, why would you go to that area and choose to play for the B team in Brooklyn? <laughs> well, because the B team can always become the A team. Yeah. That's how the NBA works. This I think they're no more high school. More so going on the lines of like, you know, when you think of LA, you think of Lakers, and you think of New York area, you think of mix. Until the Nets are better. Well, yeah, they're definitely better, but they'll always be worse. I'm saying, I'm saying though, like, yeah, but his, historically, that, historically, yeah, but I don't know. They rewrite history. Yeah. Um, speaking of rewriting history, Kawhi is declining his player option because he wants to leave probably. <laughs> so can we also though just take a moment to realize that Kawhi's player option was less than Mark Gasol's? <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? Four why million do, dollars less? Why do you think Mark Gasol accepted? Uh huh, <laughs> like, exactly. I'm not gonna get anything better than this. <laughs> but then uh, on that same note though, Kawhi declining his even if he's completely intent to stay in Toronto, duh. He could just sign a one year for way more money and then have a player option. Yeah, exactly. Right. He signs for two years or excuse me for like, it would be a two year, one year guaranteed with a player option. It'd be like 70 mil contract or something like that. That's easy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you, I mean, you still are sold that he's leaving. Yeah. The mayor is not though. (laughs) Yeah. Toronto mayor asks quote, all of Canada to leave Kawhi and his family alone, saying, let him enjoy the city. That sounds or, so desperate, it's sad. Yeah, I was going to say, or he, or the mayor thinks that he's leaving, so he's like, hey, don't bug him about staying. Maybe he'll stay. <laughs> I mean, I think regardless, that's what he's trying to do. He's like, let him enjoy it. Like, you know, have him Let stick him enjoy around. the city. Dude's probably already in L.A. <laughs> probably after the parade, he just left. <laughs> just took a plane straight from the end of the parade route. <laughs> Probably. I mean, well, and they had that whole, we talked about already, the Kawhi and Dine thing where they wanted to give him free food for the rest of his life in Toronto if he stayed. I don't know, man. These are pretty enticing. Right? I'd take that. But when you're rich, probably food feels free anyway. <laughs> I suppose so. Um, <laughs> on, the LA, on the LA note, though, uh, Kawhi reportedly has a meeting tentatively scheduled with the Clippers on July 2nd. So Woo-woo. we may know soon i wonder what other meetings he has set up because as we said it starts june 30th at three mm-hmm. where is he going to be then i don't know it, just doing kawaii things it, whatever it is that he does uh, yeah sitting quietly in like a dimly lit room um we'll see though i just feel like it's it's been made pretty clear that the lakers are not of a place or not a place of interest for him and uh he doesn't really want to be that second fiddle kind of guy. So I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah. I mean, I could just so Kawhi to just like go to the Lakers, like, oh, or the Clippers, like the Lakers are too Hollywood for him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he well, seems like a guy just to have like a cabin in the middle of Montana, nowhere to be found. And sit in a dimly lit room. Well, I think regardless, as we saw him do this year in Toronto, we can be certain that Kawhi will get the last laugh. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, let's move on to another Clippers 
I don't know, headline potentially. Clay Thompson <laughs> is reportedly, quote, Mr. very ACL open. Tear. Yeah, um, very open to a meeting with the Clippers if the Dubs don't offer him the max, which would be five years, $190 million. Um, Again, we've said it. I don't know where the Warriors are going to get all this money from. Right. They want to offer him and KD both maxes, but you know, I it seems like like five hundred million in luxury taxes. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> um, I think this will be contingent on what happens with KD, what Clay does. Uh yeah, um, and it'll be interesting to see if the Clippers offer him less than a max. Really, I, just based on the ACL. Because you don't get him for a season. He's out a whole season. He won't be gone the whole year. He was projected to be. No. He's young, dude. I wouldn't rush back. It's June. Yeah. Basically July. You're you're putting him out for a year with the ACL? A year? I mean, February, March, maybe? Yeah. That's like I the mean, end of the I season. Like... And the Clippers probably won't make the playoffs again. Let's be real. Well, I think it depends if what happens quiet. in their free agency, right? Like, it could look very different for them next year depending on who they can pull. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't think Clay should stay. I think he should go somewhere else and get his money. I, I feel like he'll get his money at Golden State. And I've said before that I think that is very much to his benefit to stay there in the system that works for him. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. We'll see, though. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for Draymond to be a free agent and ask for a max. I think he's too smart. <laughs> he'll ask for a max. They'll be like, no. And then he'll leave and then not get a max or get a max in, like, Memphis or something. <laughs> I think Draymond's playing us. I think he has been all along. What do you mean? He knows exactly what his role is. He knows exactly how he gets those numbers that he gets. And oh, he's, yeah, yeah. he's going to ride it. He's, <laughs> he might make a show of it. He might make it interesting. He might make people think. He might play the market. But he has no intent of going anywhere that's going to sabotage his legacy or his numbers. <laughs> He'll say that he's taking a pay cut. <laughs> when in reality, they offered him like $10 million over three years. <laughs> Or something. In all honesty, though, like him staying there, he probably will take a pay cut because he's that smart. I, yeah. I genuinely believe this. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's going to say, oh, I'm worth more than that and go some, to some team where he's going to expose himself. He does, but he doesn't at the same time because he's yeah. pretty arrogant, but he's also a smart, like you said, a smart guy. Like He's a smart yeah. businessman. I'm kind of excited for this now. Dude, the free agency is the best. I just mean with Draymond specifically, that's going to be fun. Oh, when, when is, is he... that then? <laughs> I, I, I actually don't know. I was going to ask you that. Contract. Boom. The Googles. Not working. Lit. Nice, bro. Got it. No, next season. Well, there you go. Restricted free agent. So th- I think it will uh, obviously depend then heavily on Clay. I mean, he was already making good money. Five years, 82 mil. Yeah, he's making 16-some-odd mil. Yeah. But uh, let's see. Other free agents this year. Um, Mm -hmm. Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris are both currently free agents. Insiders in Philadelphia are, quote, 
privately expressing confidence, end quote, that they can re-sign the, the two of those mean? guys. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's why Privately I said it. expressing confidence. That's why I said I feel it like, like that. I feel like two of those words don't belong there. You could just say, like, are confident. <laughs> well, it sounds like they're being quiet about their confidence. <laughs> but not very if we have this headline. So, But they're not being quiet enough because they're expressing it. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so stupid. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming, assuming that insiders in Philadelphia know more than I do. I am not convinced, however, that Jimmy Butler is a shoe-in to stay there. No. Yeah. Same. By any means. He already expressed his interest in L.A. too. He can go have a bigger role elsewhere and have – just as good, if not better, odds of winning. Slash better teammates. Perhaps, yeah. Like if he goes to L.A. <laughs> I mean... Either L.A. at this point. Yeah, depending on like how much time he wants to wait around for these Sixers players to figure it out, <laughs> which could be another two years before they really are like put together enough to be a legitimate playoff contender. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I... Jimmy, if I'm Jimmy Butler, we want to stick around, right? Like, how old is Jimmy? 20, 29. He's, seven. he's 29. Oh, wow. He turns 30 this September. Like, he's he's in his prime right now. Yeah. I don't want to wait around on Ben Simmons to figure out how to not only be a transition player. I'm not, I don't want to wait around on Embiid to decide he wants to take care of his body instead of eating a cheeseburger before every game, right? I'm out. <laughs> I'm ghost. Tobias, yeah, I have no idea. I have no clue. Tobias seems like he liked Philly. And like, I don't know. I've just seen videos of him, community events and stuff, and hanging out with Embiid, and it just seems like they all get along. And so it just seems like, I mean, it's. I think unless someone offers him something nuts, like it's in his best interest to stay because I feel like he fits well with that whole system. Yeah, it seems like it suits him. Um. Uh. Yeah. Go ahead. Last thing for free agency: the Lakers, Celtics, and Trailblazers are all expressing interest in Enos Cantor, who is a free agent this season as well. Um, last year, he signed a one-year deal for six hundred and fifty k, roughly, <laughs> with the Trailblazers. So I feel like if if I'm talk Portland, about betting on yourself, <laughs> yeah, because he had um, a great season this year. If I'm Portland, I want to keep him because I think he's a great backup for Nurkic. I could also see the interest from those other two teams because he's going to make more money than that, but I think he's still like really a bargain for what he brings to the table. Well, I know for a fact that the Lakers, um, or I don't know for, I think I saw something, I guess I shouldn't say I know for a fact that said JaVale McGee intends to re-sign with the Lakers. Okay. And so if you're Enos Cantor, you're like, okay, I'm worth more than JaVale McGee. So yeah. I, I could probably go there and swindle a con- like a higher contract just based on their roster. And that's not a bad one-two punch. And then on the other side of the Celtics, they just lost Aaron Baines. Yeah. And they're about to lose Al Horford. So in that situation, yeah. you're easily like probably the guy, the go-to guy, the, the veteran in the locker room. Yeah, I feel like also we talked about um, his uh, being – he was fasting, uh, uh, practicing Ramadan during the playoffs, and I think he was very vocal about the amount of love and respect and support he received from Portland. So I feel like something like that also would be enticing for you to stick around. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like Portland's going nowhere fast, but uh, that is uh, that is a personal opinion. So who knows if Cantor agrees with me? <laughs> um, yeah, moving on to trades. The Hawks were in a trade with Portland. Actually, um, they traded <laughs> they traded Kent Bazemore to Portland, and then Portland gave up Evan Turner. And he, Evan Turner will be in Atlanta. He'll be what now? In Atlanta. A Hawk. Ah. Um, this is kind of surprising to me. I felt like... It's, it, I feel like it's a, a, a off-sided trade a little bit. It's kind of like weird. One-sided. Yeah. In, in, what, like dir- in what direction? Has, I feel like <laughs> it's not a huge slight or like slant, but I feel like Evan Turner has a little more value than Ken. You think so? Just a little bit. Yeah, I feel like Evan's been playing well as of late. I mean, yeah, they're like the same age. Uh, I felt like, yeah, it seemed like he fit well in that <laughs> what Portland was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they Bazemore I feel like is a better scorer. Is that accurate? Or do I He's just better not shooter know? for sure? Yeah, I feel like maybe that's what they wanted is someone who could contribute a little more to their scoring. But Turner, um, I feel like, gave them a pretty solid like, you know, seven seven five. Yeah, he's definitely an off, like off the dribble scorer, off a screen. He's like create his own shot kind of guy. I think, like drive to the rim, pull up, Bazemore. He's not gonna be, no. Evan Turner, Turn. I feel like okay. he's not going to be stepping back, hitting threes. That's kind of more Kent's game. Yeah, Kent's like a three and a little bit of D, and then also just he's got some hops too. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess these two teams saw something here that we're missing, so I guess we'll see how that pans out. Um, Bradley Beal says that the Wizards staff has told him that he would not be moved, and he himself is reportedly open to a contract extension, which I think he should do. Because you probably get a pretty good deal there with the Wizards. You really think that he should? I think if he wants, it seems like he wants a bigger role, in my opinion, especially now with John Wall out for God knows how long. Um, I feel like he, he, he could do like a, a James Harden situation, you know, where he's kind of this second fiddle guy and then he, he comes into his own spotlight and just goes off and just just this whole new player. I feel like he still has a big upside. I like Bradley Beal a lot. Yeah, so Beal is, uh, in this upcoming year, he's making $27 million. So he signed for five years, $127 mil. He'll be an unrestricted free agent in 2021, and he's currently 25. So yeah. if you sign a legit extension, do you really want to stick yourself in Washington through your prime. Do you want to commit to that based on what they've shown you in the last four years? He's, you've been on the team since 2012. You have nothing depends to show if, for uh, it. Depends, depends if you're drinking that Kool-Aid or not. I feel like strictly based on track record in Washington, I don't want to commit to my prime being there. It also depends, you know, what – I mean, in a few years, they'll be able to offer him a Supermax. Um, 
I guess it depends on the, the, the situation that they're in. If they're promising to bring another guy or, you know, something like that. And like I said, he might want to just have his own team in a way, you know. Some players enjoy doing that, being that guy and having people come to them. I feel like he's still really young and has a really high ceiling. Yeah, I agree. And and maybe John Wall held him back a little bit because he was the Robin Hood to, to Batman. That's a fair take. All right. Don't do it, Bradley. Don't do it. <laughs> I mean, either way, I'm a Bradley Beal fan, so yeah, I, I don't really care dope. where he goes. But I think he could mature more as a a star if he stays where he's at and kind of allows John Wall to get healthy and takes the reins. That would be yeah. interesting, though, when Wall is healthy and wants to take the reins back. No, slaps him on the on the wrist. <laughs> uh, Flicks his nose. It's like what? <laughs> uh, last last for trade news. This is going to harken back to a guy that we already talked about a little bit. Um, Houston is currently putting Capella, Eric Gordon, and PJ Tucker on the trade block in hopes of a potential side sign in trade with Philadelphia for Jimmy Butler. That's a lot for just Jimmy. I don't. I mean, I. Don't know that all, it would be all three of those guys. I think those okay. are like names that they're willing to to toss in the court. You know, throw the name in the hat. <laughs> I was gonna say all three of those guys were huge parts of what they did this year. I think that like any two of those guys even is kind of like really. It's a lot of defense you're giving up. Well, so Capella, I thought was really a really important sign for them. I feel like with the way he runs the floor and rebounds and can finish on the inside, he's important. Gordon is a, just a great scorer, period. And P.J. Tucker is, yeah, he's just 3 and D. He, you literally had this dude guarding Kevin Durant. So mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe Gordon, <laughs> maybe. But the other two guys but, feel like they're just such different. Any two of them feels like too much. Yeah, because, I mean, Gordon probably the, the least – on that list, but at the same time, he like won them a few games this year by going off and like, I don't know. I guess he's, I feel he's like a good role player. The value you're giving away with Eric Gordon versus receiving for Jimmy Butler, I can live with. Like, if I given the option, obviously I take Jimmy Butler. But if that means giving up Capella and Gordon, it's like, oh, uh, I don't know. Or even PJ Tucker and Gordon, that feels like a lot. Yeah, I. It's a downgrade shooting-wise as far as your three-pointers go. But Jimmy Butler is unrestricted, right? Or is he restricted? Uh, I actually don't know. I feel like he's unrestricted. Like, I get the benefits of a sign-and-trade, but, like... Um, Well, he had a player option, I believe, which he declined. But Uh... that would make him an unrestricted free agent. Um... So, I don't... It's like... It depends if he how much he likes Philly. It's like, yeah, I'll do a sign and trade because like I want you guys to get something out of this. Or he's just like, no, I'm just going to go sign with them. And it, then they it might be though, like want. it might be a salary thing. True. Like they might need to ship some money. Yeah, they could just cut a guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> they could probably figure something else out with a different team. I don't know. Perhaps. I I I feel like if I'm Jimmy, I'm just like kind of thinking, do I want to play there? Because it ultimately would be up to him. It wouldn't really be up to Philly yeah. at that point. 
Yeah, it sounds like also there's a lot of interest from teams in wanting to pair Jimmy Butler with Kawhi. So that's a lot of defense. Yeah, well, and a lot of offense now. So yeah, um, true. That could be pretty lethal too, depending on who you surround them with. And I mm-hmm. feel like a, a team like the Clippers could they, they have the propensity to do that. They have the ability, so that could be cool. Yep. Monday. If you were following our Instagram account, you got like a rundown of the NBA awards. But if not, we'll catch you up real quick because we're nice like that. But you should be following us on Instagram at for ball we know. Uh, first up, we have our picks from last week, which we will go through as we're doing this. Um, we picked Luka Doncic to win rookie of the year, and he did so easily as he got 98 of 100 votes. Trey Young got two. I did a hop here in like the grapevine that Ben Simmons was reportedly upset for not being the first player ever to win consecutive rookie of the year trophies. <laughs> no, that's kind of funny mad. though. That's kind of funny. Then why'd you boo me? God, this is <laughs> kill the vibe. No, I was just, you know, throwing in my own joke in the hat. Next up, uh, for ball we know, chose Giannis to win Defensive Player of the Year. I think we were just kind of riding the the Giannis train on that one, apparently. No, I I think both of us knew it was an absolute reach, but it sounded good. True. Um, so uh, honestly, I think at this juncture, Paul George got robbed <laughs> because, yeah. like, really, <laughs> You're, he doesn't win either thing. It just. Uh... That dude is outstanding, and he was outstanding all year on both sides of the ball, and that just sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rudy Gobert ended up winning that, and Ahop mentioned on the gram that my take on big guys win it just because they're tall take has kind of started to gain some traction, some momentum. Yeah. Well, and you, you kind of wonder now if Paul George will ever get one. I don't know. He's got to grow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, moving on, uh, we chose. He's gotta grow. <laughs> he's, we chose Spicy P to win the Most Improved Player Award, and that he did. Pascal Siakam uh, taking that home for us, making us proud because we've been telling everybody about this dude since like September. 28th when the season started. I, don't even know I was going to say, just a reminder that Nate really put y'all on game if you've been listening. <laughs> because I didn't know who this guy was and Nathan hit me up like, yo, this dude's kind of clean, check him out. And I was like, yo, man's is nice with it. And here we are, most improved player. You're like, yeah, he's pretty cool. And then I started sending you a bunch of highlights. You're like, okay, yeah, this guy's it. <laughs> and anyone who thinks D'Lo got robbed, if you really believe that, you're absolutely bugging. You did not watch enough Pascal. Or you didn't look up any numbers ever. Or you didn't consider the fact that we've known who D'Lo was for three years and you'd never heard of Pascal Siakam until now. You know, right. like, it's just not even close. Spicy P wasn't even a thing this before the season started. And now look at him dropping multiple 20-point games in the NBA Finals. And Out- he's an NBA champion outscoring the team's best player, one of the best players in the world in the final game of the finals. You know, it's just like baller life. Speak to him. Um, This next one was kind of easy. 
we chose Lou Will for sixth man of the year. He won it. What is that? His second or third? I can't remember. Uh, I believe it's his third and yep. his second consecutive. Mm-hmm. Um, his teammate, uh, Montrez Harrell, was also up for the award. And it was kind of cool. During his acceptance speech, he gave a shout out to Montrez. And I was like, yo, that's kind of dope because Montrez was actually balling in the playoffs. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It's wild that they had two guys. Right. And I'm just gonna then, I'm just gonna shout it out that the only other person with three six man of the year awards is Jamal Crawford. And I just really put these guys in the exact same like they're the same person. Yeah, they have very similar play styles. It's really, really weird. Really skin, skinny, have sick handles and shoot the three ball really well. And don't much care for defense. <laughs> Could just be because they're both old though. Wait, didn't we discover Lou Will's actually not old? He's thirty two. Uh, that's pretty young in their mind. It just feels like he's played a long time. I mean, he also just looks old, though, at the same time. Uh, I guess. Like, kind of. Dude needs to eat something. You... He's been playing since 2005, dude. That's <laughs> that's a long time. Well, see, that's why it feels like he's super old. That's forever. So he was 18 when he came in the league then? That sounds right, yeah. Jeez. Man's got some miles on him. Go ahead with this next one because I, yeah. Uh, coach of the year, the Bucks coach, Mike Budenholzer wins that one. I guess you're making me say this just because I was right and you weren't right. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm just, I'm just going to tell the story. We were talking about this during the awards. We were texting, and Nathan had the audacity to say that we both took an L on this one because he thought <laughs> they said Mike Malone. Catch these <laughs> hands, bro. No, I'm getting dubs. Um I, I agree that Doc had a, a real big case for this with the way he led that team. Um, they were still really good after they traded Tobias Harris, which nobody expected, including them. And uh, you talked about how they were really scrappy and worked hard against the Warriors in the playoffs, which was cool. Of course, it's not supposed to count for anything. But uh, like I said before, Mike B here just took over this Bucks team and – had the same roster almost completely and made them what everyone expected to be a finals team. And they almost were so deserving. <laughs> Not according to doc though. If you read his face during the awards. Oh, like yikes. Was that to... was bad. <laughs> it looked like he was about to throw up <laughs> or throw something. I'm not sure yeah. which. And then he realized the camera was on him and started clapping. But uh... yeah, he was XL mad though. That's no cap. <laughs> I agree. He took a crappy team to the playoffs. Kind of good on him, but yeah, uh, maybe maybe they could should have shared the award. I don't know. They've done stuff like that in the past. True. But uh, the final one, the easy one, was Giannis winning the MVP, and that he did. Um, kind of cool for him. Back in 2017, Kobe Bryant was dishing out challenges because he thought people cared about him still, wow. and wanted some attention on the twitters. Uh, in any event. Giannis asked him for a challenge and uh, Kobe said MVP and then Kobe congratulated him when he won the MVP saying good job next time or next up is win a championship so he wants him to be a champion so I don't know if he's like his mentor or what but yeah I don't know Um, what I do have to say though is similar to my earlier sentiment if you think Harden got snubbed, you're freaking bugging. 
Like, y'all really love things that are shiny, you know? Like, ooh, but 30 points, uh, uh, uh. great. But, I mean, Harden was outstanding this year, but it's the same kind of thing when he beat LeBron the other year. Like, that, well, that was garbage. It's just not oh, right. When Harden did? Yeah, yeah, it's just not, it just was wrong. And so I'm glad that they didn't completely take the L again this year by giving it to Harden because he can score 30 points. It's like not that cool. Well, if he wouldn't have won it last year, though, he would have won it this year. <laughs> I think probably. I think I need to qualify that with he definitely pulled that team out of a hole. Like they looked awful, right. and he single handedly played them out of it. That is impressive. There's something to be said for that. But yeah, it was fun watching all that. Absolutely. But at the same time, there was a man's in Wisconsin doing amazing things, <laughs> being the best player on the best team in the regular season, night in and night out. Hmm. Um, so if you're counting, Hop was right on 55, 56, five out of six of the picks we made. And I was only right four out of six times because L, but you know, <laughs> some, sometimes the prediction guy has an off day. Oh yeah. That's a that's big all. deal. I'm not the prediction guy. That's a big deal. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I chose the Raptors to beat the Bucks, so that's still that's a bigger deal, I think. You're the prediction guy, though. That's expected. Uh, okay. You're supposed to be right. <laughs> I was I was really cringing though after those first two games. I was like, oh no. Yeah, I was really cringing after but, uh... the next four. If that makes you feel any better. <laughs> Good lord, how did they lose four in a row? They only <laughs> lost back to backs once all year. Raptors NBA champions. Yeah, no one saw <laughs> that coming though. Stupid ass no, Kawhi. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, so it corny. is time for NCAA. Hi, that's me. I'm gonna do some things now <laughs> and read stuff. Hi, that's me. <laughs> uh, so, not a lot going on in the NCAA world. However, there was this week a few people decided to get ballsy. And release some preseason rankings, even though the season doesn't start till November, October. Long time. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go through them. I guess I'll start at 25. It's more fun. Uh, we, so, we going through all of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll, start at, I'll, I'll do a I'll do a lottery. Start at 14. All right, cool. I like it. And number 14. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> number 14, Arizona. My alma mater, bear down. Um, kind of disagree with this one, to be honest, because they have the best incoming recruiting class. So I don't know how you just drop to 14 with that being said. Anyways, um, they got a bunch of guys coming back, uh, guys that are probably going to go to the league, at least two of them. And then they got a few guys coming in that are supposed to go to the league in 2020. Um like I said, 14 feels a little soft. I would have put us probably somewhere around six to eight. Us? Maybe. You on the team, G? Mm-hmm. Next up, North Carolina. Kind of surprised they're, they're at 13. Um, but they did lose Kobe White, Nazir Little, Luke May, Cam Johnson, Kenny Williams, and Seventh Woods, which seventh rips, woods rip seventh woods seventh because woods. what happened to that man he looked so good he looked oh. like the next the next zion <laughs> he looked good like Lord. what zion was yeah <laughs> that's crazy 
Uh, I just searched guys. his. I just searched his name. Twenty thirteen. Seventh Woods is the best fourteen year old in the country. <laughs> oh my god. TBT to the freaking middle school or high school or whatever it was. Uh, so they lost six guys. They only have three coming back of, you know, importance. And they have Cole Anthony, who's, uh, I think he was number one in the class of 2019, 2020 coming in. Um, so that's a huge deal for them. And they have a few other pieces. So again, 13 seems a little low for me. I put them a little higher. Um, next up, Seton Hall. Not even going to sugarcoat this. I have no idea why they're 12. They have one guy coming in, Tyrese Samuel, who, to be honest, I don't even know who that is. Who is that? What's his rank? What do you got, Tyrese? Uh, I'm working on it. Keep going. Um, he's a four-star power forward. A four? What? <laughs> yes. And it doesn't even say it. He had offers from not very good basketball schools. The only one on here, Wichita State, would be the best basketball school on here, or Connecticut. So, I'm not too high on Seton Hall being 12. Not gonna I, lie. I'm not I'm even, like, sports. seeing ranks for this guy. Like, <laughs> NBC Sports might be taking an L on this preseason rating, right? but... 24-7 sports had him, like, top, like, 150. I don't know. If this was an NCA podcast, like a full NCA podcast, I probably would do my own top 25, but it's NBA based, so I'm not going to do that. That's a lot of effort. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> um, number 11, Gonzaga, too high. They should be like 25, maybe, uh, on a good day. <laughs> they lost. Rui, oh Rui. my God, you can't. <laughs> Rui Hachimura, bro. Hachimama, uh, Brandon Clark. Josh Perkins, Zach Novell, Norvell, Gino Crandall, some Crandall, and Jeremy Jones. Uh, they have three guys coming back, and then a bunch of dudes coming in. They have Martinez, Ar- Arlaskis, and Pavel Zakrov. <laughs> Probably <laughs> just two huge foreign white dudes because they always have. Well, two one, one of them's dudes. probably like seven foot, weighs four hundred pounds. The other one's probably a six eleven twig that can just whap threes because just Gonzaga global. gets they have the same players every year they're just different guys I don't get yeah. it Martinez Nas is six six and Pavel is uh <laughs> <laughs> how tall is he he's six ten he went to Monte not Monteverde Academy in Monteverde uh Florida. Oh okay, okay. that's that's enough of that uh, speaking of Florida, number 10, Florida. Um, they got a bunch of guys coming back. Also, some <laughs> some some good guys coming in. Scotty Lewis, he's pretty good. I've seen some tape on him. Uh, that's a b- good pickup for them. They have a guy here named Trey Mann. And when I read it, I just thought, Trey Mann! <laughs> uh, number nine, Texas Tech. They had a great year last year. However, they did lose one, two, three, four, five, six guys. Uh, Jarrett, most notably Jarrett Culver, who went what ten, six overall, maybe. I, I, he was dra- he was drafted in the lottery, um, but they do have one, two, three, five guys coming back. He was number with, six. Oh, I was right. Uh, with along with six guys coming in, that's pretty 
balanced, so I could see them being good again. They were surprising last year. Uh, Next up, number eight, Virginia. They lost DeAndre Hunter, Ty Jerome, Kyle Guy. Kyle Guy. (laughs) The whitest name ever. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I just hear his name as if Cartman's saying it every time. (laughs) They have four guys coming back, along with five coming in. Uh, Next up, seven, Maryland. They only lost one dude, apparently. So that's a young team. Or they suck, and they shouldn't be seven. (laughs) I don't think it's that one. But here we are. Um, Six, Louisville. They lost three guys. Um, They have one, two, three, four, five, seven guys coming in. So you know Rick Pitino is taking them to the casino. Shout out, Drake. Hey. Um, clubs and casinos like I'm Rick Pitino. Louisville uh, hush money for my young gunners. <laughs> number five, Villanova. Seems like they've worked their way back in somehow. Um, looks like they lost three guys, but they're bringing in – they have a lot coming back, and they're bringing in five more. Number four, Kansas. Uh, they lost a lot of guys. They're bringing in a lot of guys. It, that's just what the top teams do like that. Um, Isaiah Moss, he's a guy to look out for. Jalen Wilson also. Um, but I'll probably go through those guys maybe at the end of the summer or something. Three, Duke obviously lost Zion. Who, RJ who's Larry, gone? Everyone. Cam, Cam Reddish, Marquise Bolden. Who's back, though? Trey Jones. He's I like Trey Jones a lot. And then the rest of the guys I honestly don't know that well. Um, coming in, Vernon Carey. Wendell Moore, who's good. Matthew Hurt and Cassius Stanley, who's very good. Uh, next up, two, Kentucky. They're back in the top five here. They had an offseason this year, but they did prove me wrong came back. Um, they lost B.J. Washington, Kelton Johnson, Tyler Harrow, Reed Travis. Um, they have Khalil Whitney coming in, Tyrese Maxey, Keon Brooks, who's good, Johnny Juzang, <laughs> Dante Allen and Nate Sestina. Khalil Whitney. Sounds familiar. Uh, number one, Michigan State. They have Cassius Winston coming back, who is as much as I, for some, I just don't like this guy that much. I don't know why. I think it's just the way he carries himself, but he is very good, so I'll give him that. He's coming back, so that's big for them. Uh, and then they got Rocket Watts coming in, which one is a dope name, too. He's good. And then excuse me, and Rocket Marble. Rocket Watts. Yes, isn't that? Weird? Is he a raccoon? Doesn't that just sound like a nickname? Like his nickname's Rocket Watts. Yeah, that's why you don't give that to your child as their actual name. Oh, uh, his nickname is Rocket. That's stupid. It's Mark Watts Jr. No, oh, yeah, stick with Rocket. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Mark for three. <laughs> Mark Watts. <laughs> yeah, Rocket's cooler. Uh-huh. Why do I feel like Rocket Watts was a basketball player like before? I don't I think know. That name's already happened. Anyways, that's the preseason top five from NBC. Top top, NBC. top 25. What I said? Top five after you just oh. went through 14 teams. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of numbers here. Top 25, uh, but uh, they went through 14. Yeah, you know, what, you know what it is from all we know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, that's what we're doing next anyway. Oh, would you look at that? This week, the football we know is that the Clippers will draw more talent this summer than the Lakers. Mm. Um, main reasons behind this IMO, in my opinion, 
Thanks Kawhi. for laying that out for us. We weren't sure what it meant. Kawhi's already interested in going to the Clippers because that's just a Kawhi move to go to a team that's not popular and just do Kawhi things and be silent. He doesn't want to be a good. second fiddle, bro. Nope. He just wants to be his own laughing fiddle. Um, and then yeah. another thing is that the players saw what Doc did with a shit team and so that they're like, hey, I could go there. Doc could coach us. We could do well, you know? And I'm in L.A. Um Doc is also known as a player's coach. I think people like that. So seeing how well that team did, I think that'll entice a lot of people to go there. Also with the rumors of other players maybe wanting to go there. Um, the last thing I, that I thought was maybe, you know, several people in the past have reported that players don't like the stress or the spotlight of playing with LeBron. Soft. So if you want to go to L.A. and not play with LeBron, you go to the Clippers. And then LeBron destroys you because he's mad. Well, <laughs> I think to kind of expound on that last point also – the fact of this unique thing that LA offers you is playing in the same city as LeBron. Like that's a bigger W I feel like even cause now every, all eyes are over there and you can kind of just go about your business over here at the Clippers and, and do your thing. Mm-hmm. I think also it seems kind of like if you step back and look at it, Oh, it's the Lakers. Everyone wants to play for the Lakers. They have all this talent. They have all this potential, but they're pretty talent saturated now, you know? LeBron, AD, it's like even just those two names, you're kind of like, oh, God, like where do I fit in? What's my role? At the Mm -hmm. same time, though, if you want to win in this NBA as it stands now, that's kind of what you need. Right. And I think people might, like you alluded to, might be thinking, you know, L.A.'s got enough talent. And I want to go to L.A., you know, so it's like, Clippers are the best option. That could be so fun, though, man. Could you imagine if the Clippers do manage to pull something like Kawhi, Jimmy Butler, whatever, and go into those games? LeBron and AD versus Kawhi and Jimmy Butler. That's freaking amazing. <laughs> That's nuts. I'm sure both those teams would like it because, like, yeah, money. <laughs> yeah, seriously, they'll be rolling in it. LA is fun again. Yeah. I just want the Clippers to be bad and then move to Seattle and then Kawhi come to Seattle. That'd be fun. Well, if 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 when Seattle gets a team, we gonna get Mr. Slytherin back up in the city. That's how it's gonna happen. That'd be kinda cool. I mean Because he was he was a good guy when he played here. <laughs> he just reverts to him. He just reverts to being good again. <laughs> yes. And he always speaks good on the city, so that's nice of him. He could just do snake things. You know? Good. Good. But we're going to hope not. Anyways, that's the episode. Um, thanks for listening on this mm, kind of intermediate episode where we're in between NBA gameplay and free agency. Although there was the awards this week. But, you know, we do what we do. Um, make sure you subscribe. Review the podcast on iTunes. Five stars. You know, what it do. Because we love y'all. Tell your friends. Um, Alex likes to mention follow us on for ball we know I'm at for ball we know yes <laughs> I can't even get it right do that I put up a poll today just today you'll have to go well the poll will be gone damn it now I have to put up another poll <laughs> that was a big L <laughs> I put up a uh-huh. poll on the day that we're recording so you're not going to be able to see it by the time you <laughs> listen to this 
that was the problem right there. So I'll put up another poll so you can go look at what it is. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, we'll put one up Friday, maybe. God, I'm an idiot. Or maybe we'll just screenshot the one you put up today and just be like, this is the one, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, I voted in it, so. Fire. You know. Anyways, um, thanks for listening. I guess we'll catch you all next week. Um, for Nate. For Ahab. See ya. Adios. Man, I'm 75 and still alive Like damn, it went fast I know somewhere up above my father's having a laugh Every lesson that he told me adding up like it's math And every time I'm looking dumb cause I ain't listening to the man And now I'm thinking, man, where my legacy at? As I'm staring at the child of my child on my lap And it hits me all at once, man, this is where it at I said, son, go get that bond, let me show you who you are I said, this is my legacy, I leave it for you And it's something that's a part of me, now a part of you too And it's more than just a game, and it's more than just a sport If that ever truly is a sign of God, it's a proof It'll teach you how to work, how to love, how to lose All the dedication needed to be the man that you choose I'm leaving it for you so you can be the better man I handed him the rock like I put the world in his hands And now he's dribbling, yeah, yeah And now he's dribbling, yeah, yeah And now he's dribbling, yeah He put some shots up and he's dribbling